Good morning. Please join in as we sing your words. Love that never fails, everything else 
else will fade away, but what will remain are your words.
It's always wonderful to have a guest in our house. Uh, we have one this morning, uh, Miss uh, Brandy Hathorn, and he's going to bring us specials this time. the picture at my grandma's house she had hanging on her wall looking up I asked who's that as I stood pointing she told me the greatest story of them all there he is the one Who's altogether loving? There he is, the one who took away my sin. There he is, the one who's coming back in glory. Jesus Christ, the hope of heaven, there he is. Mount Calvary How this man they called a king was crucified How a lonely soldier beneath the cross stood pointing Surely this man was the son of God they cried There There he is, the one who took away my sin. There he is, the one who's coming back in glory. Jesus Christ, the hope of heaven, there he see him when at last the world will know my Jesus lives when the trumpet sounds and all God's saints stand pointing to the heavens and proclaiming there he is there he
make that beautiful special. This time, it's brother Ronnie Coulter is going to bring a special. I'm going to try to do half as good as that. <laughs> She's talking about meeting the Lord in the sky. And this song talks about having the Lord and getting the Lord in your heart. People found the Lord in the... was a blind man sitting by the way saying Jesus have mercy on me Christ son of David have mercy on me oh Jesus said thy faith has set thee free Yes, there once was a young man needed the Lord built down and asked him in his heart From that day forward glory That young man was never the same. Jesus freely gave his life, no man took it. A loving sacrifice for you and me. Yes, he rose from the grave. And again, he's sitting in heaven Through his blood, by his love Salvation's free Did you know that he died For every man There's no greater love than this you see He paid the way for salvation. He's the way, the truth, the life. And heaven waits for those who believe. Jesus freely gave His life. No man took it. A loving sacrifice for you and me. And he's sitting in heaven Through the blood and by his love Salvation's free Through his blood by his love Salvation's free He's ready to preach, but I'm preaching this morning. So, Isaiah chapter 6 this morning. It's good to be in the Lord's house. 
What a great presence is in this place today. Thank you, Brother Ronnie. Thank you, Miss Brandy, for allowing the Lord to use you. Thank you, choir, for allowing the Lord to use you. It has been good to be in the Lord's house this morning. If you're glad to be saved, say amen. Amen. If you are willing to enjoy being saved, say amen. Amen. Aren't you glad we get to enjoy being saved, enjoy uh, knowing the Lord? Because that's what we're going to do when we get to heaven. And so let's enjoy Him there now. Let's experience that abundant life that we can have with Jesus. Let's stand with me for the reading of God's Word, Isaiah 6. I want to continue this morning on the idea of getting back to the basics. And I want to look at Isaiah's vision this morning. Isaiah 6 and verse 1, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and His train filled the temple. And it stood, above it stood the seraphims, each one had six wings, with twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another, and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, for the whole earth is full of his glory. Aren't you glad that the earth is full of his glory? And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken from the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this has touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin... Purged. Now verse 8 is our text today. Now heard a voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this great example of a man who was sold out and committed to your service. Lord, a man willing to lay everything down and say, Lord, whatever you want from me, I'll do. Lord, this man was sold out. Isaiah was sold out to your purpose. He was sold out to your word and your will and your way. And Lord, you desire that from every one of us today that know you. And every one of us today that are saved, Lord, you desire for us to get to that same place where we say, Lord, here am I, send me. Lord, I pray that I will be that vessel today. I pray that I will be that willing to follow you and serve you, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would open the eyes of our hearts and the eyes of our spirits today. Lord, give us that spiritual vision, Lord. Lord, help us to see the things that you want us to see, Lord. And Lord, I need your help this morning. I need your touch. And I want you to speak through me today, Lord. Lord, I don't want to be seen, but I want you to be seen in this place. And Lord, most of all, I have a great heart's desire that souls would be saved today. Lord, I pray that you would save souls this morning. I love you, and I praise you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You may be seated. I want to talk about Isaiah's vision. Isaiah's vision. Now that we're saved, and we have kind of gone through the steps of salvation and the things that we do now, now that we're saved. Now that we're saved, understand that we need to have a vision. As individual believers, we need to have 
a vision. As a church, as we come together and we form this body, we need to have a vision. In fact, the Bible says in Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. The Lord tells us that we need to have a vision. A vision is simply having the ability to see. Now, aren't we blessed to have the ability to see today physically? And physically, we can see the things that God has put and placed in our life, and we can see the physical things. But God is not talking about a physical vision. He is simply talking about a spiritual vision. If you remember the day that you got saved, as I mentioned with the children this morning, the very day that you got saved, you've seen things like you've never seen them before. Before you got saved, they were foolishness to you. The things of God didn't even make sense to you. But the very moment that you place your faith and trust in Jesus, He allows you to see things in a light that you've never seen before. As God's people, we can have a spiritual vision. As God's people, we need to have a spiritual vision. I want you to know that if we do not have a vision, the Bible said that we will perish. The word perish means to waste away. May I tell you child of God that you will waste away your spiritual life if you don't have a vision for the Lord. If you don't have a vision for the Lord and His work, and you don't have a vision for His His Word and His will and His way, I'm going to tell you that you will, you will waste your spiritual life away. He desires that we get to the same place that Isaiah got that day. Lord, here am I, send me. The very day that I got saved, I was 13 years old, the greatest day of my life. But August 17th, 2004 is the day that I said, Lord, here am I, send me. I got saved when I was 13, but when I was 20 years old, I finally got to the place that Isaiah was, Lord, here am I. Send me. Use me. Lord, I I, I want you to use me in any capacity that you desire. And that is something that we must get to the place as God's people where when once we get saved, we get to the place that we allow ourselves to be available to the Lord. God, here is my life. And I think there's a point that you get saved and then there's a point where you get surrendered and, and you just get sold out to the Lord. And it took me seven years to really get sold out to Him and really get to the place where I say, Lord, here am I. Send me. Friend Isaiah said, Lord, here am I. Send me. Do whatever. I want you to know that God desires that out of you this morning. He desires it out of me for me to get to the place where I say, God, every morning I wake up and I say, Lord, here am I. Send me. Lord, here am I. Use me for your kingdom. Here am I. Whatever you want, here am I. Have you made yourself available to the Lord that way this morning? In your life, in your spiritual life, have you made yourself that available to God where you say, God, it don't matter what I want. I want what you want out of me. I want to be used for your kingdom. I want to be used for your honor. I want to be used for your glory. How did Isaiah get to the place that he said, here am I, send me? I believe because he had a vision. And when us as God's people have a vision, we will get to the place that Isaiah was when he said, Here am I, Lord, 
send me. So what is it that Isaiah saw that day that got him to this place? Because he had to see some things before he got to this place where he would allow the Lord to use him. Number one, he saw the Lord. The Bible said in verse 1, in the year that King Uzziah died. In the year that King Uzziah died. King Uzziah was a great king there until the end of his life. He did great things for the Lord. As you all know, he was cut off from the land. He had leprosy and he died that way. Isaiah grew up knowing King Uzziah. Isaiah loved King Uzziah. But the Bible said that in the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. Isaiah saw the Lord's position. It took a earthly king to be to die, to perish away, and to be lowered in position so that Isaiah could see the true position of a holy and righteous God. I'm going to tell you something today. Sometimes in our life, God has, a, has to allow things to take place so that we can see Him for who He is and see Him for where He is. And whatever was going on with Isaiah, whatever problem he was having spiritually... He was having trouble placing the Lord in His proper position. And it just so happened that in the year King Uzziah died, that's what God used to get a hold of this man. What does God have to do to us today to get us to see who He is and where He is? Let me tell you something. That day, He saw the Lord. And He saw the Lord in His position. The earthly man died. The earthly man is gone. But he was reminded that day that Jesus Christ lives forevermore. Although this man that he loved and he adored, he was gone. He was reminded that day that God is still alive. God is still on His throne. He is supreme. He is above all. He is before all. Let me tell you this morning, he was reminded that God is above all. And in our life, in our spiritual life, we need to have a vision for the position of the Lord. Because there are times in our life that we lose sight of the position of the Lord. Notice what he said. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and His train filled the temple. May I tell you that the throne of the Lord is an eternal throne. It is a throne that its authority goes above every other throne in all of the world. There is not a greater throne in the world than the throne of heaven, than the throne of God. And that day the throne of Israel was vacant, and that day the throne of Israel had been let down, but the throne room of God was still fulfilled, the throne room of God was still there, and the king was high and lifted up. And I want you to know that Isaiah seen the Lord for who He was. He seen Him in all of His sovereignty, and all of His power, and all of His glory. I'm going to tell you today, as God's people, we need to have a vision of Jesus every single day. And we need to be reminded of his position. Let me tell you something. Obama's not in control. And I mean that with all due respect. I'm not here making a joke. But listen, these politicians aren't in control. Jesus Christ is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And he's still on his throne today. And he is in control. Every single day in our life, we need to have a vision for the position of Jesus Christ so that we can put him where he belongs. 
And may I tell you, He belongs to be up top this morning. He belongs to be above all and before all. Not only did He see His position, but He saw His personality. Notice verse 2. And it stood, above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings, with twain He covered His face. And with twain He covered His feet. And with twain He did fly. And one cried unto another, said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of His glory. Number two, He saw the Lord's personality. That day He seen the Lord in His position, but He saw Him in His personality. He saw a thrice holy God. I want you to know that God is holy in all three persons. God the Father is holy. God the Son is holy. God the Holy Spirit is holy. God is holy in everything that He does. He's holy in everything that He says. He's holy in everything in His will and in His Word and in His way. I'm going to tell you the purest person, the purest uh, being that we have today is God Himself. There is nothing pure. There is nothing truer. There is nothing more better than the Lord. He is holy, holy, holy in everything that He does. He can't be anything but holy. I want you to know there is nothing in this world more pure, more truer, more more real than God Himself today. And on that day when He saw the Lord high and lifted up, He saw the Lord in all of His holiness. Let me tell you something. We need to be reminded every day about how holy God is. We need to be reminded about how true God is. Let me tell you something. His Word is holy today. His Word is worth following because it's holy. And every single day we need a vision about how holy the Bible is. We need a vision every day about how holy the will of God is. Well, I'm scared to do the will of God. Let me tell you something. The will of God is perfect for you this morning. The will of God is perfect for me. Why? Because it's a holy will. It's a holy way. Everything that God does is holy. I can't hardly comprehend that. Because I'm far from holy. I can't even believe my wife didn't amen that. But I'm far from holy. But when David, or David, Isaiah got a hold of the Lord, everything about his personality was holy and pure and true and real. May I remind you today that we serve a holy and righteous God. Number three, he saw the Lord's presence. Notice verse four. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried. And the house was filled with smoke. Look at the very end of verse 5. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. When's the last time that you've seen the King? When's the last time that you know that you know that you know that you've been in the presence of the Lord? May I tell you that we can be in His presence every single day. Every single day we can be in the presence of the Lord. We need to see His presence in our life. May I tell you that every day that you wake up, you need the Lord with you. And you need to allow the Lord to work in your life. You need to feel Him. You need to know that He's there because the Bible said if you're saved, He's there. The Bible said that He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Are y'all with me this morning? I want all eyes up here. Notice this. Get this today. That He is holy, but He is faithful. And His presence is with us today. And we need to understand that every single day we can experience the Lord in our life. Every day, every morning we can wake up and we can have God in our life. If you don't see the Lord every day, something's wrong in your life spiritually. Every day we need to have the vision for the Lord. Wake up and see the Lord. Can you not see Him in your life? He's all in my life. 
Is He in your life? About four of you? Is He in your life this morning? He's everywhere. And we need to realize every day how real He is in our presence. How real and alive He is in our life and in our homes and in this church. Let me tell you something. God's been good to us, hasn't He? And friend, every day get up and enjoy the presence of the Lord. I'll tell you what, I love my wife. And I love to fellowship her. And I love the more time that we get to spend, the sweeter it gets. Let me tell you something with the Lord. You need time with the Lord every day. You need to get in His presence every single day. Because I promise your relationship with Him is going to get sweeter and sweeter and sweeter and sweeter. Notice number two, Isaiah saw Isaiah. Notice verse 5. He said, Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar, and he laid it upon his mouth, and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and that iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. Notice that he saw the Lord before he saw himself. Every day you need to see the Lord. Please listen. Every day you need to see yourself. And I'm not talking about getting in front of that mirror, because I imagine we spend a lot of time in front of that mirror. But we don't need to see what that mirror is showing us. We need to see us for how God sees us. And I want you to know in that day, Isaiah saw himself like he's never seen himself. He didn't just see himself in the mirror. He seen himself how God looked at him. Have you ever thought about what God sees when He looks down and looks in our life? That's a scary thought, isn't it? What about what He thinks about us? What about, what about that? And when Isaiah finally saw the Lord, he saw himself. Every day I wake up, and sometimes I'm a little too big for my britches. I'm just going to be honest. Because it's called pride. It's called my natural, my natural that I have. I wake up with that flesh. I get prideful. And every day, I need to get in the presence of the Lord. And I need to see the Lord for Himself so that I can see me for who I am. And when Isaiah saw saw the Lord, he saw himself. He said, woe is me. I am undone. You know what the word undone means? It means to be cut off. He said, I am cut off. Woe is me. I tell you, a lot of times we we brag on ourselves and we're this and we're that. But when Isaiah saw the Lord, he seen himself for a sinner who needed the grace and needed the supplication and needed the redemption and the cleansing that only God Himself could offer. And I'm going to tell you something. Every single day, we need to realize that we mess up and we're sinners. And every single day... Right there at the beginning of the day, just admit, I'm a sinner and I'm going to mess up today. Lord, I need you. Be reminded of who you are. People say, well, I'll tell you what, I'm saved now. And look at what I do and look at what I've done. Friend, you're still a sinner. And you still mess up and you still make mistakes. Don't ever, don't get so spiritual minded that you think you're above sin. Let me tell you something today. We need to see ourselves just like Isaiah saw himself. Hold your place there and look with me in 1 John. Are you all with me this morning? 1 John chapter 1. And every single day, we need to go before the Lord. 
Because when he saw the Lord, he saw himself. And when he saw himself, he said, i got to get right. I need to be cleansed. And when you see yourself for how God sees you, you say, Lord, help me, forgive me, clean me. Every day we need to be washed in the blood of Jesus. Let me tell you something. When I got saved, it took one time. It, I, I don't get saved every day, but I go for a cleansing every day. I got saved one time. Notice what he said in 1 John chapter 1 and verse 8. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Isn't that beautiful? If we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar and His Word is not in us. He saw Himself and He said, Lord, here I am, forgive me. And that day, that man got a cleansing. Every day, child of God, you need a vision for yourself. You need to see yourself for how God sees you. And be reminded that you need a cleansing every day. What does that mean, preacher? That means we go to prayer every day and say, God, forgive me for what I've done to you this day. You say, preacher, you mean you sin that much? I sure do. I mess up that much. I need Him that much. And every day, Lord, forgive me for the things that I've done and the things that I haven't done. Hello? (laughs) Forgive me for how I failed you today. He saw Himself, but not only did He see Himself, but He saw the people around Him. He saw the wickedness around Him. He saw the evil deeds of the nation. You know, the lost people today, they think of us as judgmental and critical. And you know, all them spiritual people, we don't want to be around them. They're judgmental. They're judgmental. And you got to love this saying. Well, they're not my judge. Well, friend, if they'll realize who their judge is, they'd be a little more careful. Because everybody's going to get judged one day. But they think we're so critical. Why is it? Because we can see what they don't see. You see, that day, Isaiah got a vision for the world around him. And the people around him. And he realized that he lived in a society that was lost, dying, and going to hell. He realized that he was living in a society that had lifestyles and cultures that opposed the Word of the living God. And let me tell you something. I know this world gets tired of us talking about it. But we need to recognize where we live. And we need to recognize the culture around us. And let me tell you something. It is ungodly in this world. And we need a vision. We need a vision. We need to see the Lord. We need to see ourselves, And we need to see the people around us. We need to see that the people around us are perishing. It's amazing to me in churches we can get so caught up on the color of a wall or a color of a carpet or a color of a pew. And friend, souls are dying and going to hell. Our vision doesn't need to be about a physical building. It needs to be about the spiritual vision. And the reality of it is there are souls dying and going to hell. We waste more time over stuff that doesn't mean anything. But if we get a vision for the people around us, and we see their condition, we see that they're lost, and we see that one day they're going to meet the Lord, and they're going to stand accountable. And we're going to stand accountable whether or not we live that life in front of them. I want you to know today that we need to see the world around us. Promised land. We need to see the community in which we live. We need to see their need. We need to see what's going on in their life. Notice number three, that Isaiah saw the work. Notice verse 8. Oh, stay with me. I'm almost done. He said, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, see me. 
Isaiah simply saw the need of the people. Then he realized that there was work to be done. You will never get up and go to work for the Lord. You will never get committed to the Lord until you see the need for the work around you. Let me ask you something. When's the last time that you look in this community and you sing them for the need that they had? I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking about spiritually. You will only be as committed as your burden is today. When you get burdened about their condition, when you get burdened about what they do and the things they do, friend, I want you to know when it gets on your heart about how they treat the Lord and how they act in their eternity, then I'm going to tell you, you're going to get committed to the Lord. Because you know what? You're going to want to do something about it. Isaiah said, Lord, here am I, send me. Lord, here am I, send me. Why? Because he saw the need. When he seen their need, he seen the work. And he said, I've got to do something. Let me tell you something. Your family and your friends and your co-workers are perishing. They're dying. And they're going to hell. And we've got to stop them. We've got to do something about it. Are y'all, are y'all with me? We've got to do something about it. And until you see them for their need, you'll never see the vision for the work. Let me tell you something, as God's people, we got to get to work. we got to get busy about the business of winning souls for the Lord. We have got to get serious about serving the Lord. I'll never forget a preacher. One of my best friends, he preached not long ago. And he was preaching, he surrendered and all of that, or he, he made his call public and he went several years and didn't do a whole lot with it. And his grandpa told him one day, he said, Son... You announced your call four or five years ago. He said, when are you going to surrender to your call? When are you going to get serious about this? And I wonder oftentimes when the Lord is up there thinking, you know, when are they going to get serious about this? When are they going to get sold out to me? Where they get to the place, Lord, here am I. Send me. I want to close in this verse. Look in Ezekiel 22. Ezekiel 22. I absolutely love this verse. I want you to know the Lord is still seeking people to work in His kingdom. The Lord is still seeking us to get to work. He's seeking every one of you. You say, this church is so big, there's no place for me to serve. Hang around, there's plenty of places to serve here. Amen, Brother Trey? There's plenty of places to get to work, okay? And God needs every one of us to get serious about His work today. Here's the call. Here's the invitation. In verse 30, And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me in the land that I should not destroy it. I want you to know that that day He looked out and He sought a man to stand up and get to work for His kingdom for His work and His Word. And this is the end result, but I found none. But I found none. He's looking out among Promised Land Missionary Baptist Church this morning, and He's seeking out a man. He's seeking out a woman. He's seeking out saved people that have a burden, that are willing to say, Lord, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Lord, here am I. Send me. He is seeking you today. He is seeking you just like He sought me and He seeks me every day to go stand in the gap between these people and the hell that they're headed for. 
I want you to know that He is seeking you. He's seeking you. He is knocking on your door. He is convicting you. If you're not under conviction about getting to work in the church and for the kingdom, you better check your salvation. Because according to the Bible, that conviction's going to be there. And I want you to know He's seeking people out this morning. Maybe it's to preach. Men, maybe He's calling you to preach. Man, we need more preachers. We need more men willing to stand in these pulpits and preach, thus saith the Lord. He needs more men to say, to get up and get the Bible and declare it. But maybe, men, He's just looking for you to get more faithful, to get more involved, to get more sold out. Ladies, let me tell you something. We need preachers and we need teachers. We need everybody. He needs everybody to get to work. You can preach. You can teach. You can do physical things around the church and in the kingdom to make sure the gospel is being presented. There's a man that I love and that I adore. And this man does so much behind the scenes that nobody will ever know. And this man got sold out. He was 50-something years old before he got sold out. But I've never seen a more faithful man to the Lord. And the church he goes to, he does so much behind the scenes that nobody has a clue. Nobody has an idea. But that man finally got to the point, Lord, here am I, send me. I'll do whatever. I'll do whatever you want. I just want to serve you. I just want to please you. And I want souls to be saved. He is seeking us out. When are you going to quit playing church? When are you going to quit playing the Christian card and get real and get serious? This is serious. Why? Because we have loved ones dying and going to hell. We have people that we adore that are perishing today. What are you doing about it? Are you willing to lay it down and be committed today just like Isaiah? Are you willing to put it all in the hands of God and say, Lord, here am I. Send me. But friend, if you're going to do that, if you're going to say that, be ready to pay the price. Be ready. Let me tell you something. The greatest privilege that I have today is I get to serve the King. The greatest privilege today is we get to serve the King. How many times we go to church? Oh, i got to go to church today. Bless our hearts. Huh? Man, I'm telling you, rough, life rough, isn't it? Oh, I've got to go do this for the Lord today. Who for the joy? Who for the joy? That cross was set before Jesus. And when He went to the cross, He did it with joy. He did it with excitement. He died for you with all that He had. He was willing. He was sold out to it. And I get bent out of shape about going to church. Shame on me. He's worthy to serve today. Isn't He wonderful? How do we get to that place? See Him today. See Him for who He is. Then you'll see, him for, you'll see yourself for who you are. And then you'll see the work that needs to be done. Let's stand. Brother Norman, you come. We'll prepare for him of invitation. These altars are open. Child of God, maybe you just need to fall on the altar today and say, Lord, here am I. Send me. Maybe you're here this morning. You have a public decision to make. I want to invite you to come down at this time. If you need to join this church, you need to come on profession of faith, be baptized, whatever you need to do, do it this morning. Listen, listen. Would you please, would you please, God's seeking out a man. He's seeking out a lady. 
He's seeking out saved people to stand in the gap. And He's convicting this morning. Are you willing to say, yes, Lord, here am I. Send me. Are you willing to be committed and dedicated this morning? What page? Hymn number 187. 187. If you're lost, come be saved today. Thank you.